0: Hello and welcome to the Marysville Journal-Tribune podcast. My name is Michael Williamson and I'm here today with Mac Cordell, reporter
1: Kayleen Petrovia, reporter Allie Lanassa, reporter
0: And managing editor Chad Williamson All right, so today on the show we're going to talk about uh, kind of the summer event season as we're moving out of the month of May into June. Uh, there are a lot of areas around the county that are planning summer events um, and different kind of festivals that are going on, so we wanted to talk about that. Where do you guys want to begin? Um, maybe with one that's already going on. That's been going on for three,
2: about three weeks or so. Um, there's been a bike night at uh, Leon's Garage around here. That's been been started off. The first week was a little bit cold and rainy, but then it's kind of an outdoor event. They park. They've had anywhere up to like 200 bikes. It's sponsored by QFM96. They have different bands every every Thursday. Um, running through September 8th, I think, and it's from like 6 to 9. You know, people kind of hang around out in the parking lot when it's nice to look at the different kind of bikes. Um, they brought in some food trucks, some, you know, beverage carts and things. And, you know, for a Thursday, it brings a lot of people into the downtown area. I'm sure some meander over to other restaurants and things like that. And, you know, it can be a little loud when everybody fires up at 9 o'clock and drives their drives their motorcycles away but it's it's a uh, it's been a pretty nice event and i think it's probably had at least as big a turnout as they thought if not a little bigger and uh so it's it's been pretty good up there um beyond that i think we're we'll just probably roll around to the different municipalities we have mac you can probably go with marysville because i know they've got a lot of things going on
3: it, they they do and and they've uh, already started, as you said, you know, the, the bike night is not a Marysville City production, but it's in the city. Um, but before I kind of talked about, you know, the, the specific events, I did want to talk a little bit about the Marysville Activities Guide. Um, that came out, I believe, earlier this month. And it's actually a really good resource if you're looking for kind of things to do. It has a calendar. It has... Um, it Has contact information for city so officials. QR code. Can you scan it, that and get the events? Yeah. Is- so it has. It does have a QR code that links you to an an app for your phone. Uh, you can also go to Marysville, OH. RecDesk, R-E-C-D-E-S-K, and uh, that has a, an app that lets you know kind of what's happening, the activities that are happening in the city, um, and. It, the the events guide is a really handy it talks about the pool kind of the hours the fees and how to rent the pool it talks about all of the parks all of the pavilions and you know uh, how you can visit those the hours how you can rent those Uh, it talks about the BMX park it gives addresses for all the parks and you know a lot of the the summer rec programs Uh, and then highlights the uh, you know the youth sports leagues um, both the summer and the fall ones Uh, and then it talks about friday night uptown um, and then kind of some of the some of the other things but um, the way that bike night has already started uh, the first friday night uptown occurred last week um, for they had fleetwood gold uh, which was a fleetwood mac cover band Um, they have a, a wine fest in a couple weeks on june 10th um, and they've got Country Jam on July 15th and a car show in August uh, on the 26th with McGuffey Lane. And then a Rocktoberfest in October. It was really nice. It seems like they had a few more
2: vendors this year. They have food trucks. They closed some of the streets around there and had the food trucks. Um, and what somebody mentioned, and, and I would tend to agree with it, is you know, that event gets about as big as it can get in the location it is. But this year, it seems like People are taking advantage of the Mora, right. the, the the refreshment district. And strolling around, I saw people coming up there with drinks that they had gotten other places. I saw people take them and, you know, go down the street. You know, Leon's had a band that night also. And some people were like leaving the <clears throat> as the night went on, would meander over to Leon's and keep watching if they wanted more music. It seemed like the idea of getting people out and moving around the downtown. Now, I don't know how much shopping they're doing or things like that. Right. I don't know if they're going in stores or, you know, if the if the uh, shopkeepers uptown are seeing any bump. But it looks like they are going up to eat, meander around, hang out, go here and there. So
3: it I, seems it, like it's at least starting. The idea of that is starting to take hold. I think whether you wanted it, you know... Or Monday nights, or you know, every night, whatever. I, I don't think there's any uh, doubt that people are using it during the Friday night uptowns, and that you're seeing kind of people wandering around and meandering. And, and I, I think that uh, one of the, one of the breweries did a, like a kind of a mock 5K kind of thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> run see, up how run, see how fast you can get. See to how our fast you can walk I'm to funny. yeah the
2: walking distance bar. See how fast it takes you to get from Friday night uptown to our. Establishment,
3: yeah. So they're trying to do some. I think some, some of those bars are trying to do some creative things, and I think that uh, you are seeing that is, you know, I don't know if there's that the shopkeepers are seeing any benefit from it, but but certainly from a community standpoint, people seem to enjoy it. So mm-hmm. uh, even even if it's missing that intent of
0: getting more people shopping, if the community enjoys it's it. Has right. It has value, right? Are there like do the shops do do any? Because obviously, it's easy for you know. Bars and restaurants to have stuff going on, but do any of the shops do anything in particular that I saw is a
2: last of, year? I did. I didn't walk up there during the event this year, but I saw last year. Uh, well, the front, the Plum
4: uh, Plum Home, Plum Home yeah. had
2: had uh, like a duet outside singing. Okay, yep. Um, and they've had some. Actually, I think they actually took a couch out front <laughs> nice. too for yeah. people to sit on and listen. And so doing some things like that, I know. At different events, there have been people. I know the corner where that Noah Orr mural is. I've seen people singing there. This was not this year; last year, Um, and up by Mad Dogs, um, I've seen people sing outside of there. So I think there might be. They're really missing out if they don't do something. Right,
3: kind of makes people, you know. That was one of the things that that I I took the first couple years I was here. They had they would have events in the evening geared towards getting people into the uptown, and all the shops were dark, and that didn't make any sense to me, Mm.
0: but... It becomes this, uh, like, almost de facto block party, even though it's not really planned to be that way so much. It's like the more kind of Well, I remember Spring
2: and Fest that used to be up at Richwood. Like, they just had, you know, they had a little band stage, and you could drink in the downtown streets of Richwood, and that's what people... Hey, this is so different. We're just going to stand around and and mill around and drink on the streets of Richwood. Then they moved to the fairgrounds and it didn't seem as fun. And I think it lost a lot of its zip. But I think that's part of the thing right now is people are kind of like, you ever see those videos where they release animals back out in the wild and at first they don't (laughs) want to take a step out of the cage. Then they paw at it for a little bit. And then finally when they're like, hey, this is okay. And they take off. I think like that's what people are doing with the Mora uptown. is They're not really comfortable with it yet. But they're starting to kind of explore like well, but I think there's no cop following <laughs> me down the road with my I can dear. do this I,
3: you know I guess I can walk down to the other place or whatever so I think that's one of the things when they were discussing expanding the more uh, not specifically the geography the geography that I think people a lot of people were cool with especially once they kind of re, redesigned it so they weren't walking down every street but um, Alan Seymour who's a council member in Marysville talked about he wanted it to feel special, and if it if they have it every night, he not, he's not sure it feels special. But like for those Friday night yeah. events, I think it does feel special, and it does. I choose not to drink anymore. But but I get the get the appeal of it. So
0: like something to look forward to, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so in addition, the the uh, Union County Farmers Market has already started. It's on you know every Saturday morning from eight thirty to eleven at Partners Park. Um, and And they've got a pretty decent
0: turnout most most weeks. um they've kind of grown over the years right, right. I mean they've kind of a lot of people come and they have like a diversity of products and like, yes, yeah, it's not again,
3: the first couple of years it was you know a dude with a couple of leeks and right. a radish and <laughs> right but
0: it has really expanded. Like, Artisan coffee and, like, yeah. you know, sort of all that I stuff. Mean, I, don't you know, know. Yes. I don't know what's up there. They said well, it's vegetables. Vegetables, Chad's you know, out. That's not my you know, well, There's only my thing. three vegetables. The rest of it is, it. like, I've
4: like even cool seen they do, like, cooking demonstrations mm-hmm. and things there, too. So I feel like they also have, like, a children's fun area where they have little packets with maybe, like, a coloring book or some kids' activities. So I think there are a couple things that if a family member wants to shop kids can maybe be entertained for the 30 minutes it can minutes also be an there. activity
0: as well as just going up
3: the shop.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah before we get too far away from it the guides that you mentioned where can people get that
3: yeah so that's available at uh city hall as well as union station that's in the marysville uptown and it's not specifically mentioned that it's at any local businesses, but I know that there's a, a lot of local businesses that, that have several of them are kind of out and around, um, grab one. yeah, if people want to grab one, it's a, again, it's a really handy resource and oh, not so to, to have it in a little, like, almost like an auto trader thing at partners park or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, because if you're going there, you're yeah. clearly a parks person, but, um, one of the, one of the upcoming events is, um, It's called Touch-A-Truck, which is, um, you know, I've got a bucket load of kids, and this is a fan favorite of mine. Um, i got a lot of boys. So uh, they they bring trucks and and tractors and, you know, street equipment and, you know, fire trucks and ambulances and police cars and helicopters and, and just kind of any sort of random piece of equipment that the city does or can get a hold has or can get a hold of, they bring it down and let the kids kind of sit in it and beat on it and play with it and they kind of tell them how it works and um, it, it's just it's a lot of fun for, for little kids you well, know because you, you said you went to one in Mount Sterling where you lived and it was a police car and a yeah it was a whatever. sheriff yeah and the, the ambulance and a fire truck and like a gator that the
0: city owns and you're you know kind of a right. but TV this thing I was surprised TV. with how much well Marysville benefits from they have the sheriff's department here. They have the city police here. They have you know, they, you know the they've fire got trash trucks here. Right. And they have, have every, the every, helicopter. Just... The helicopter. Yeah, Is men
4: that, flight. That's, that's, cool. a, that's
2: a good mm. addition. You know, it's you a good s- idea. Start whirling those kids around the city a little bit in that helicopter, and
4: yeah. it stays on the ground, but yeah. they can sit in it. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> Mac, you said your kids like the dump truck, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. My kids, my kids were all in on the dump truck at at, at one of these events. So.
4: Um,
3: yeah, you know, good for. Well, need to stickers stick. too. It's an interesting thing. It didn't exist when I was a kid. It's,
2: it's fun that they took something that doesn't cost anybody an, an extra nickel, right? Yeah. and you know, give parents something that's free to take their kids to and let them, you know, it's you one of those things. or something? Yeah, it's one of those things you just never think. I never even heard of the thing, and I was like, that should have been around all along. Right? a Great right. idea. right you kids love, love trucks. You, you know. already got it. You've already got but, the stuff right. there
4: and i went to one a few years back when i first started working here and i think it was also cool because sometimes there would be really little kids that were maybe a little bit afraid to walk up to the police officer and then by the end they were like you know high-fiving the officer Mm -hmm. or hugging the firefighter whatever so aside from seeing the equipment i think it maybe helps their efforts at community 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 outreach yeah Mm -hmm.
3: yep um Another kind of interesting thing that they're doing um, in June they're having a day at the track um, We have a really awesome BMX track in Marysville and I'm not a BMX guy but by all accounts it's a very nice BMX track and it's one of the best in the in the state and uh, even in our region um, and they're gonna I think have some bikes and have allow people to take it. So take, may, maybe
2: you are a BMX guy. Yeah, you maybe know. Maybe hop on there. Maybe you're a savant. You just never knew. That's, We're never exposed to it. You might. I'm pretty good at a lot of stuff. You so maybe are. So I, maybe I, you take
3: you know take I, the jumps and roll really Pretty good at yeah. bicycling. Yeah, I've I've seen some videos of you on a bicycle. I know. Before, so <laughs> thank you. You know, um, so yeah, that's that's an interesting thing, and I, you know, one of those things. We already have the this BMX track, and and the the BMX track. If you don't know about it, it was a you know, they had this piece of really almost unusable land, and they got a grant, and they one of the few things you could do with this old dump. It's back where the sewer plant was yep, back there yep. too, back uh, behind uh, Marysville State, Marysville, Marysville, States, States, Marysville I think Mobile so. Home Park. Yeah, that it used to be called, and it, essentially it was unusable land. But one of the things you could do is put this BMX track on, and that's what they did. And it um, they did that with dumps. Unusable land, a lot of places, is throw a park on top of it. Right, right. <laughs> this is City an unusual Columbus. park Yeah, City Columbus
2: famous for that. They put golf course, golf courses, and yeah. stuff on. Yeah.
3: Uh, so you know, the, the day at the track is a is a big deal. Um, Sounds a funny name, now, yeah. right? <laughs> We're the taking day. the kids. We're gonna spend a day at the track. Day the races. Yeah, <laughs>
2: hell, <laughs> <people are. laughs> Yeah, teach our kids to gamble.
3: Uh, the, isn't there a Marx Brothers movie, Day at the Races. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's the thing that's coming up. Um, Fest affair is in September, September tenth. Um, you know a a local event, artists and that's always and, well attended. That thing's been huge. It's almost on autopilot at this
2: point. It's <laughs> I don't mean that it does take a lot of work, but that thing promotes itself. It is it is such a known commodity in this area that it always just fills the streets if the weather is not
3: horrible. Yeah. Um, and I know that they're going to do some um, movies in the park uh, but I don't know that they've gotten the, the exact dates on the, the movies in the park yet um, but they just do a, a lot of kind of cool stuff that's a that's where the the, the big things are um, the Friday night the Friday night uptowns uh, and then obviously they're you know Fourth of July and Memorial Day and those are and, but those are things if anyone,
2: was considering moving to Marysville and you start looking for, you know, what, what is going the heart of it or what is what is special or what's the community
3: like. Like, those are the events. You go and find that out. I believe the uh, the gentleman that started Walking Distant um, Brewery, we talked about them earlier, um, he came to town. He was looking for some things and, and just exploring where they wanted to maybe locate. And I believe they came and they we here for over a weekend, and it was a, a Friday night Uptown weekend, and uh, really enjoyed the vibe of the of the community. So, um, those are the the things that make the move from hey, this is a place you live to this is your home. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so what do we want to move on to next? What did we
2: talk about? Uh, Plain City, probably.
4: Yeah, um, Plain City has a number of events this summer. And kind of like Max said, there's a helpful resource on the Plain City website, which is plain-city.com. And that's the Plain City events calendar for 2022. And it actually spans the whole year. So even past the summer, it has like Christmas events, things like that, if you wanna keep up with the dates. But as far as summer goes, a lot of their events revolve around Pastime Park, which is of course a great resource in Plain City, a lot of outdoor things and family-friendly events. Um, This weekend actually on Sunday is their kickoff event for their Music in the Park series which happens throughout the summer. They have a whole variety of bands that are coming and it's not necessarily on one specific day of the week. They kind of fall on different days or weekend days throughout the summer and they go from Memorial Day weekend all the way to September 11th. So there's a lot of time you can stop by but this Sunday's is their biggest event and I know it was really well attended last year their bluegrass and barbecue music in the park this is the third annual one and i know each of the past two years it's been so popular they kind of couldn't not bring it back they've
2: probably got a built-in a uh, group there all the people that camp there probably yes. don't they just mm-hmm. build in kind of audience
4: yes exactly and i know their campground is sold out like almost every summer and they even expanded it to winter camping a couple years back too but i know a lot of local families go to this they have five different bands scheduled for this sunday for bluegrass and barbecue some of them i know one has a local musician in it but then others are from pennsylvania as well so if you're into that type of music a lot of them are more traditional bluegrass but it looks like there's some more gospel type bluegrass bands as well um and then as far as food goes they'll have the buckeye barbecue express food truck The granary and Miller's ice cream will be there. So, of course, they have some good barbecue options. I know last year, either last year or the year before, they said the truck actually sold out of barbecue because so many people were there. So I think families have really enjoyed that. But then throughout the summer, there are other music in the park events, too, depending on what type of music you like or what time of year is best for you and your family. Um, Then kind of. Also on the topic of pastime park events, Plain City's Parks and Recreation Department just does a great job of organizing events that are really family focused for when kids are out of school. They have some animal themed ones or animal involved events this year. They did them last year as well. One that they're doing again this year is a Birds of Prey or Falcons event. And that's on June 24th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the South Shelter. It was a lot of fun last year i snapped a couple photos of kids and they had it was i saw a peregrine falcon up close i was really amazed at how pretty <laughs> birds actually are if you like them because they're cute but a lot of the boys like them because they were strong so there's that too but it was pretty cool kids who wanted to volunteer at the end could actually hold their arm out like a falconer and the bird would fly and land on their arm and to see the faces of kids when that happened was pretty funny. Some of them were, like, fully prepared, and others were not at all.
3: <laughs> Some were like,
4: this bird is heavier than I thought. Oh, so, they
2: probably didn't go to it expecting that.
3: They bird it get the
4: could
2: touch yeah. it.
3: Clamp yeah. its claws down on the arm at the end. big cat <laughs> They got wearing. to put
4: on the big glove that, you mm-hmm. know, falconers wear. And then they did one last year that was animals that you think are gross but actually serve a purpose. So they had, like, tarantulas, snakes, possums and let me just say kids know way more than you think they do like the trainers would be like now what does this animal eat and kids hands would shoot up and be like this specific type of insect i'm like how do you know that but anyways instead of that one this year they're doing um the Science of Sharks, which they'll have live sharks from the Newport Aquarium at Pastime Park, which is pretty crazy. That's on July 28th. In the from... Derby.
2: That really's <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah.
4: So that's, just... Yeah,
2: that's a different one, man. A, mm-hmm. The Traveling Shark Exhibit is uh... it's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty Yeah, and I know
4: Linda Granger, their parks director, puts a lot of effort into doing different events and making on activities for kids aside from just the amenities that they have at pastime park in both of those the shelters were literally overflowing like they had parks employees bringing dragging picnic tables and chairs from other shelters there so i would definitely anticipate that these two this year i mean I, to just would, go to your local park and see a falcon or a shark <laughs> is pretty i would likely cool.
3: try to bring my kids up because like the the falconry one um is it, it, really cool. The sharks one. I don't like, know. I don't know what your kids can put their arm in the tank and let the shark I, cl- <laughs> clamp down on the arm. I, you know, it's a 50 50 with my kids. Oh, um, just a piece I don't of know. meat and stick your hand in there. We don't let them do a lot of the things they do. Right? You think so, they're going to just wrangle some sharks. While uh, there? You know, no. But Look like Fonzie jumping over the shark uh, tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seemed like the kind of thing that really she's tapped into like that's a thing that kids certainly a specific age would absolutely love so i love that they just see the thing like they find things yeah
2: i mean sharks Sharks, that's just
4: i mean the kids had a lot of fun learning things too and i think anytime you can find something that through the summer kids are still like learning but doing it in a fun way i mean they were to have a bunch of, like, five to ten-year-olds fully enthralled for, like, an hour and a half sitting in yeah. that pavilion, I mean, their eyes did yeah. not come off of right. the animals. Go they you baseball
2: or something, and you can see the attention span of the kids and the lazy. have their attention like yeah. that yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the parents appreciate that <laughs> as well, honestly. Yeah. So. Except a million shark questions when you go home. <laughs> right. And, yes. and can we get a shark? They had a
3: shark. Why can't yeah. we get a shark? It was the park. you're going to get a million shark questions mm-hmm. either way, you know.
4: Maybe now you can answer some of it right now. <laughs> now you know a
3: little bit as well so I I think I'm, I I've mentioned once about the my TV I could tell my kids were on my streaming account because all of the suggestions were about sharks because all of the last like the last six things watched were about sharks so I know. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, they've really tapped into that, and I Mm -hmm. appreciate that.
4: Yeah, another pastime park event, the Plain City Library organizes story time in the park every Monday morning. And I know that's been pretty popular last summer, especially when they had some COVID restrictions for kids to still be able to get together. And they found ways to make that a little more fun. I know last year they had the Plain City Police Department was there for one, and they had the cruiser. I think Pleasant Valley was there for one, and they brought the fire engine I know Mayor Jody Carney joked that she had to go after the police department and the fire department, so when she just showed up without a big car, the kids (laughs) weren't as excited. (laughs) But to have the mayor read to the kids or officers or firefighters, and they also have a story walk set up in Pastime Park, so kids can go and read that after, like, pages of a story as they walk the trails. So that's a fun way to keep kids interested in reading. But then some of the other Plain City events that – are still family friendly, but more adults can go to too. Of course, Steam Threshers is happening this year, and that's July 14th, which is a Thursday through July 17th this year. They're featuring Alice Chalmers. Chalmers, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can correct <laughs> me. I don't know much about tractors, um, and the big parade for that is on friday july 15th at 6 p.m so that's the parade through town but then throughout the week they have tractor pulls kids can go and see the tractors and that's five dollar admission to get into it so one of the events that does have an admission cost but still pretty reasonable to get into and i know that's just a huge part of plain city's heritage so people in the community really really love it and I think even if you're not a huge tractor person, people like an opportunity to just get together and yeah, have I think their, that energy. In it, a few
2: years ago, didn't they threaten to move it or something? Yeah, they, they had couldn't. to go
4: through some negotiations with the town. But at this point, I believe last year, they signed a five-year contract. So at least through the next few years, they'll be in Plain City.
2: Seems like that would be hard to get that to reroute in another town. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Because Plain City, like it's just built and grown there and the people there... Have grandparents that kept their tractors up to ride right. in the parade. Yep. If you just pick that up and go to, you know, I don't know, Lebanon or something, where they haven't had it, well, okay, people don't know what they're getting. Their right. families haven't grown up with Paul Paul driving the tractor, having the parade every year, and it just seems like that would be hard to reroute.
3: And yeah, it does block it blocks the streets for an hour, you know, and that or longer, or sometimes. longer, yeah. right? And it just. If you're, if you're not expecting it and you're just sitting at a traffic light waiting to go through town and there's an hour and 20 minutes worth of tractors, that's a, yeah, old, if you're not from around there, old it's like right, tra- old tra- yes.
0: the whole the selling a
4: parade <laughs> of tractors
0: for an hour is not necessarily... That's that. right. right. And I
4: know Plain City officials see that as a huge part of the village's identity too. Yeah. I know I talked to Mayor Carney last summer about it and she's from elsewhere in Ohio and she said, yeah, the first time I was ever in the Union County area or Madison County area, they came to steam threshers for something. And it was kind of her introduction and seeing the community here, she and her husband decided like it'd be a great place to have a family. And she taught agriculture at the local schools. And I think that's a lot of people's kind of first foot in the door to see what Plain City has to offer and maybe kind of catch a glimpse of Oh, they also do story time in the park. Oh, they have these other things that...
0: That's what a lot of these that's these things we're talking about in this podcast, that's what they're for.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
0: exactly what they're for. Even the steam threshers thing is kind of interesting because it, it's known now as the sort of parade of tractors. But, like, I know when I was a kid and you would go there, this is kind of stopped stopped in the, you know over the last several years but like those big kind of turn of the last century steam engines like used to be part of the parade but then it, you know they're over 100 years old now so they're stopping in the middle of the road and catching fire and they <laughs> right, start they to get made, they, made they start to get a little accident, not yeah. not them specifically but right, there have but, been but those, some but but you know so they don't really go in the parade anymore but if you go out to to pastime park they're kind of parked off to the side and they still do mm-hmm. demonstrations of how the steam engines work and right. so it is this kind of like you know yes they have the sort of vendors and all that side of it but there is an educational historical Mm -hmm. element to it that's still very much part of the yeah process
4: and those are all the steam thrushers is not a village sanctioned event but a huge part of the village and then another thing that's kind of become more and more part of the village's identity is rock the clock at the end of the summer on july 30th um this year they signed fillmore to be the headlining act and they describe it him as a country songwriter who's also influenced by pop and electronic elements. So I think maybe something they thought that would appeal to the broader community in Plain City. I don't know, Chad and Ali, you listen to country music? Yeah, he's
2: it's, it's he's up and coming. It's an up yeah. and coming artist, which is what they need. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had involvement with the balloon festival, and you start you start mid range, medium, and then you mm-hmm. you grow your acts as you go and because with bigger acts come bigger things so that's exactly you know they're yeah. this is the second year of them having kind of a national mm-hmm. name
3: there so they're they're right in with kind of the artist they need to have you have to you have to sign folks early and hope Pope hope that they it, you know, in six months they've, they've got a song on the radio and people love them or something that know? worked uh, last year I can't remember
2: Drew the, Parker Drew Parker mm-hmm. yeah he had a, he had a radio yeah. he had a, mm-hmm. around the time of the event so it worked I think out really well for
4: him this is something kind of what you mentioned with Richwood where people were like oh we can like drink in the uptown streets like this <laughs> is different so mm-hmm. I think it's great that they have a big act they'll also have the naked karate girls there which have been there the past couple years and i know are really popular locally. which are not
2: naked mm-hmm. there is yes. no nudity in the, <laughs> That's the it's no name Yeah, or girls the name <laughs> it is just the name I heard some, yeah it, um, it throws people a little sometimes.
4: misleading perhaps but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we're talking about it <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i know people really enjoyed that last year the photos the streets were just absolutely packed and they did a really good job last year with organizing where parking should be and making sure that everything was organized in a way that it would be as least disruptive as possible until the event happened. So I know. It's a I big know. issue.
2: Par- parking is, is a big mm-hmm. issue. Uh, I know, you know, like I said, we're affiliated with the Bloom Fest and we had to restructure parking once it got to a certain size because mm-hmm. it was backing up traffic traffic. And mm-hmm. I know we'll get to it a little bit later, but the union County fair is going to have a big act this year and parking is an issue. Um, even though they've got some big lots, you know, I know that they're selling a VIP ticket and the parking's hooked onto it, mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. in area parking. So parking, especially a place like Plain City, you know, mm-hmm. you what come you, in, you don't know where you're going, you're not familiar, you just like the act or something, mm-hmm. and you're you're rolling. But
0: parking's
3: around. rough in Plain City, even on a,
4: yeah. a
3: Thursday afternoon. And
4: you they know. put out. Um, some graphics like maps that they created last year that I think were really helpful and they had some parking in the pastime park area at the old gas station I think it's called Tobin's or it used to be called Tobin's Um, so they did a good job of directing people as far as I could tell I know the police chief following the event last year said there were really no hiccups with that so I think that's a fun event that people look forward to to kind of close out the summer but yeah I would encourage anyone who's interested to visit the plain city website or even give the parks and rec department a call and they have a great director and staff there who are good at directing people to events they may like so we can link those resources in the show notes that you can just click on and access them if you want to see the dates again
2: and what richwood next
4: sure
1: (laughs) Um, so, throughout the summer, um, they'll have the Richwood Farmer's Market, which I believe is expected to begin on June 2nd. Um, it happens every Thursday from 3 to 6 p.m. It's in the library parking lot, and so there's just a few vendors that set up there, and you can just walk
4: by.
3: Kind of a strange time. I think, um, Does Plain City still do a farmer's market on Thursday afternoons?
4: Plain City's is on Thursdays as far as I... Yep, yeah, so they do have it on July 4th, but that's kind of the intro one right. and then it's every thursday afterwards almost the same time it's 4:30 to 7 so
3: yeah and i know in plain city they have food trucks and so mm. sometimes i will on my way home i will swing right. sw- swing through and grab something from the food truck because mm-hmm. it's it's different i just to kind to of 3 to 6 seems a little early to me though i yeah. mean if you're you only give the after work crowd yeah. right. so much time to
2: kind of get there but okay
1: and the library also has um, all summer long programming for all ages it could be crafts um, or speeches, all different kinds of things that, um, and we can link the library website um, and Facebook page in the show notes. Um, on Saturday, June fourth, at the Richwood Lake, there's going to be a fishing contest. Um, it's for children between like preschool age and fifteen, and there'll be um, prizes for different age groups. Is that the only
2: one they're doing of those? They um, used to have one. They used to have like catfish tournaments. I've actually
3: fished mm. in one of those things really? up there. Yeah. So
1: far, that's the only one that I, I know they've bites, been promoting. But,
3: do they call them rodeos out here? Where no, I grew up, they no, call them, fish. No, no. I call, they call them fishing rodeos. <laughs> where I grew up. Yeah.
4: They no. or just you? No,
3: they. Big they. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. And, no, anyway, but they <laughs> used to have. They
2: used to have them for adults too. And yeah. And
4: they cool. might
1: do another yeah. one. As of right now, that's the only one they've been promoting. Um... And then they're going to have a Richwood Sports Festival, which includes a 5K run or walk and a two-mile walk on Saturday, June 18th. That will support um, the North Union Athletic Committee that benefits that's the North Union Athletics. So that,
2: that was part of Spring and Fest. Mm-hmm. That used to be kind of one of the kickoff events for the Spring and Fest week up there. So at least that's still going on.
1: Yeah, so that'll start at the North Union High School. Um, and a part of that event, they're adding like two bonus events this year, which the first is a 400-meter run for kids 12 and under, And then the second is like to celebrate Father's, since it's around Father's Day, they'll do a Father's Day Dash, which is a 400 meter father-child relay event. So they'll have that Um, for those over
2: 80. Oh no no no! Under eight and over 80.
1: (laughs) Their Park Day they have annually will return um, on August 6th, um, and they'll they're planning to have it from like noon to 4 p.m. and then take a break. And then return for a beach party from eight to ten, and so they'll do games like cornhole, um, and then like I think pickleball, and they'll have like everything for the courts kind of set up. a goose. <laughs> a goose. goose. Do
2: this year. How many of our podcasts we really, we were really, we're really yes. focused on geese. For every goose you bring out, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> get a canned food item or something.
1: Right. <laughs> yes so they'll have food and um and activities for kids and adults to enjoy then the richwood independent fair will return um, on wednesday august 31st this year they will not have a concert so this is a big change from the past few years Um, on opening night they're going to do a tractor pool event instead um, and then the rest of the week it's scheduled to have a rodeo on thursday a demolition derby on friday um tough truck contest on saturday and then barnyard games on sunday and the last day monday um labor day they haven't announced yet what entertainment will be but that is to be determined um and then the last big event kind of the end of summer on saturday september 17th they are having the annual ruth woods fun run and one mile walk at richwood lake park um which will benefit the richwood civic center so they don't have um really a website dedicated to all their events like some of the other municipalities but you could check the Village of Richwood um, or the Richwood Park Trail group on Facebook for more information about these upcoming events.
2: They really thats it's a shame that the Spring and Fest thing up there went away. I used to go up to that and like it, it was a homecoming event okay. for people from Richwood. Like it really brought people back and like I know they always had like this golf chipping contest at this mm-hmm. one person's house and you could go up and try to qualify all week for, like, the, you had to hit within a certain target. You could pay, I don't even know, 20 bucks for 20 balls or something like that. And if you got a ball within this target, you came back for the finals at the mm-hmm. end. And then if you, I don't know, if you got a hole in one, maybe you won a big prize or something like that. But, like, they had a thing like that. And then they had the, you know, the runs. And it was just a it was a big event, and it's, it's too bad that it, it kind of faded away and now the, the sun runs kind of all that's left of that because mm-hmm. they I mean they have a lot of kind of random scattered nice events but right. like it seems like they're missing that homecoming
1: Absolutely. thing mm-hmm. that they yeah. used to
2: have up there they seem to
1: do a lot more smaller events yeah. instead of a big yeah. homecoming especially
2: with a great park like they've got I mean you know they have a you kind know space to do it. Plain City has a, a great park but Richwood you know they, it has a lake mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's a it's a really a cool feature in a smaller town like that. Um, well, you talked about the Richwood Fair already. The Union County Fair will run from uh, Sunday, July 24th, through the 30th, through Saturday, the 30th, officially. So uh, they have some of the some of the traditional events, and then some different things this year. Um, it starts on that Sunday, the 24th, which is kind of usually that. Uh,
3: Move in day, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it's not really officially open. Like all the vendors aren't there yet and there's, and there's harness racing, things. but they have harness racing yep. during the day, but they have the demo derby that night. Mm. Like usually yeah. like harness racing was the only thing they had. So they've got uh yeah, the demo derby at seven that night. Then the next night, the next day, the twenty fifth, is harness racing again during the day. And then a calf scramble at seven at night. I have no idea what a calf scream. is it like mr running? a farm guy
4: that's from they call <laughs> that a cow rodeo <laughs> yeah
2: they call it baby cow rodeo road. right
0: <laughs> uh, the only thing i can think of is that you have to catch the calf yeah i just picture that spanish like run with the bulls thing yeah, yeah. i mean, I, I mean it was, you know, some places do like except almost
3: you do die really? like a greased pig right. kind
4: of
0: if con maybe that and, but that's always for kids i don't
2: know maybe it is what it is half scramble I don't know be there, be there and you'll uh, find
4: out right? Right.
2: July 26th 7 p.m. Is motocross races uh, the 27th at 7 p.m. they have an autocross which from the photo again I don't have much knowledge but from the photo it looked kind of like almost like motocross but with like kind of smaller cars kind of <laughs> you, I say think small I, cars, you know right? you're making that motion like a, a little car taking off on it I think that's what it is yeah, like maybe go kart type. Or do you small think it's like cars? mini they monster look, trucks? They look like little cars, like like a Fiat, kind of like that, like these you tinier see, cars. Smart I don't,
4: car.
3: the
2: Italian know, job kind of thing. <laughs> but picture the Italian job with demo derby cars. They looked like they've been kind of hand painted uh, yeah, or mine. dinged up a little bit.
4: Oh my gosh! Mm. It
2: kind of looked like that. So again, might could be a cool event. I think it's new. I don't remember anything like that being there before. <laughs> um July 28th is uh bull riding and barrel racing a true rodeo is what we call it around here man <laughs> with with fish involved but mm-hmm. uh see this is how we do it you know the rodeo welcome circuit, to Ohio the Ohio <laughs> rodeo circuit you know uh, i not from over there in Pennsylvania where you guys are running catfish around the ring or something <laughs> um them on the the 29th the uh they're having an NTPA truck and tractor pull, which I think is a pretty common thing to have out there, most years now, and also 7:30 that night is the Showman of Showman competition, which is a big thing for the Junior Fair uh, competitors I know. And then on Saturday is quite a day at the at the fair. For for us in this room, it means it's a Junior Fair livestock sale, which starts at 10 in the morning. Um, for people that have maybe never gone or seen that part of the fair, um, the junior fair, the kids that take part in the junior fair sell off their animals. And it's a long event, but you'd be amazed at how much money people, business owners in the community and surrounding communities um, spend to help support you know the junior fair and 4-H projects, I guess. Um, it can be a long, hot day, but it's really interesting. I'm telling you, last year it took in all total $660,000 in a COVID-affected year. We were we were amazed that Allie and I were out there. The Grand Champion Steer sold for $40,000, mm-hmm. which was far and away a record. But it was a steer that apparently was...
1: I think it was 16 or 17 shows. And it
2: had it had not won Grand Champion in like one of them. And mm-hmm. they were talking like out to Nebraska. They were, wow. these, this, it was kind of a once in a lifetime steer, not weird. just for a family, but for an area kind mm-hmm. of. And it, it felt like, I mean, to be quite honest, taking a photo of every, all the buyers with the animal was a nightmare because oh, yes. so many people wanted a piece of kind of rewarding right. this animal.
1: Luckily, they had kind of planned so they gave us a list yeah of we all had the buyers.
2: A just just getting I, I'll bet there were 30 or 40 people in that oh, photo absolutely. and mm-hmm. getting him tucked in behind a steer and where you can see all <laughs> of them was like yeah. right under the you know the bull's tail is the wife of whoever who who put in that <laughs> money um we also had the uh they had a girl that had, that had cancer cancer of some type I can't remember and her I brother was
1: Hodgkin's lymphoma. I'm her
2: brother I showed think. her rabbits, I believe. Rabbits. It was rabbits. And everybody pulled money. They knew it was coming. Some of the buyers knew it was coming, pulled money and over paid ten thousand or over ten thousand mm-hmm. for that. You yeah. know, it was it was quite a sale last year. You know, like I said, it can be long, but there's some really amazing things that happen out there during the
0: mm-hmm.
2: during the sale. And switching gears from the feel-good farming family nature of livestock sale, new this year on Saturday at the fair at 8 o'clock, they are having what's called micro-wrestling. And Chad, tell me, what is micro-wrestling? Well, I don't know (laughs) what the appropriate term is. Um, It's little people who are going to come out and wrestle for the entertainment of the masses, Uh, body slams, drop kicks, off the top turnbuckle. They're going to be flying around the ring. I got to be honest. We've we've joked about that being at the balloon festival for years in here, and never really thought. Get a free trial right now. You don't know how people are going to react to something like that, and the fair the fair is going to give it a whirl. In my mind, it's going to be packed. Yeah, I you think. don't
4: know you how, but you've got a feeling. <laughs> I think people
2: are going to turn out in droves to watch this, and. Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be it's going to be quite an event, and we might be
1: fighting over who takes the who evening takes the shift photos, off the who of takes the, the photos
2: of that. You know, we might have Alexi with his long lens in there. You know, really getting <laughs> in on the action. Mm-hmm. And then, and this is a thing that apparently, the way we understand it, the fair ends Saturday, but this year, the next day, they're having what they're calling the Route Four Farm Tour. Um, with Lee Bryce, who is a country singer, who is a big, big name country singer. Um, now, in years past, they've had concerts be part of the fair, like on Saturday night and maybe Thursday night one time. this They're kind of acting like this isn't part of the fair this year. Gave it a different name. It's after kind of the official end of the fair, but it runs right up next to it, so it's hard to like ignore it, hard to treat it like it's not part of the fair. But that's gonna be on July 31st at the fairgrounds, um, sponsored by WCOL. I think they're having a battle of the bands, kind of a progressive battle of the bands thing to see who opens, mm-hmm. to get to open for him. You know, Lee Bryce is a big name. I've seen him a few times around Columbus, and he draws.
1: He draws a big crowd. I've seen him at Ohio University, and he pulled people from West Virginia and yeah. everywhere. Yeah. To I saw him when
4: I lived in Michigan, and he was opening for Miranda Lambert, which is, Ooh. you know, a big, name, a big too, name, too. Yeah. So.
2: He's definitely he's definitely a uh, regional Mm -hmm. state regional draw Mm -hmm. so you know there again they're going to have some issues with parking we've heard you know they're going to be parking people at the high school i mean because people think that the fair you've seen the fairgrounds filled with cars but Mm -hmm. you don't know how many people that really is and and then when you bring in an act like this you're going to see how many overflow you need and i think people will be parking at rural king and people will
0: be parking at the high school and wherever else. It seems like that would be like you'd want to plan for that anyway, and just come up with some sort of shuttle system or something. I I think I'd be surprised
2: if they don't. I think the high school right there, the the STEM school is right there, and that's pretty close. There's more parking the farther you go back into the high school complex, but yeah. at, at some point, the- people aren't going to want to walk all that way, and you might need
3: some type of of. Of shuttle service, but but. I think people kind of expect when they go to a when they go to a concert, they're probably going to have to walk a bit. Maybe they,
4: walking there, but walking back, people don't want and to. You know? mm-hmm. we've
3: run into this at the Balloon Fest. You expect it
2: if you're going to the Schottenstein Center or Nationwide or a concert venue, but when you go, it's like what we've talked about in downtown Marysville. People go to Columbus and park a half a mile away from something and feel like it's just the nature of doing business to have to walk to get there. But in Marysville, they don't want to walk 200 steps because they're used to parking right out back. And it seems like a bigger pain. I think when you go to something like this, people aren't going to expect to have to, well, it's my fairgrounds. I'm not going to have to walk from the high school parking lot, you know, especially if I got Mama and Papa in tow or, you know, anything like that. Man, my lovely boy, Stacey. You know, he might be walking right up the old Maple Street Hill. You know, if she wants to come up, they come up to see it. They'll be just coming up. So I think there might be some issues with that where people think, it's at the fairgrounds. I'm going to park in the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like always. We're and then they're like, with. oh, it starts at whatever, 7. I'm going to leave at right. 6.30. <laughs> 30 Having not gone to concerts before. And, you know, they might run into some things. So I hope kind of people plan plan ahead. For that, good news is maybe a portion of the fairgrounds is cleared out, like where the RVs are and things, mm-hmm. and maybe they can get some adi- a few additional hundred cars in there to help. The next day, though, I mean that's. I know they generally they're not right. completely cleared out, but maybe they put a little. Uh, they try to expedite it this year and right. say, right. otherwise they're going to have people in there maybe uh, coming out of the RVs getting a free show, <laughs> right? You know, hey, we'll stay a little later and mm-hmm. see what Lee Royce is about. Um, so then, that's kind of wraps up the fair part. Which that's a separate ticketed event, also. It clearly. is. Yes, it is definitely. Those are on sale now. I I am not going to quote the price because I don't know it off the top of my head. But, you know, it's a. Your fair wristband doesn't get you in. No. Right. That no. And uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely a separate thing. That's you know, it's. I think you can use the fair website though to purchase the tickets. I think at least they've got a link there. But, uh, but I know those are on sale, which kind of brings us into the Balloon Fest, all Ohio Balloon Fest, which is an event we're affiliated with, you know, in transparency. We, the newspaper helps, you know, helps run it. It's, a, it's its own nonprofit, but a lot of people around here kind of volunteer time. Um, that's running for August 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Union County Airport, like usual. That's, you know, I should have written down, are we in the 45th year? That, that event's taken place?
3: I don't I think th- it's quite 45. I think it's... I thought it was. Uh, Mal, you know. Yeah, but it, it's, it's a mo- lot of it's years. more than 40. Yeah. So,
2: um, Thursday night this year we are bringing back, it is bringing back, mm-hmm. Brett Michaels and Night Ranger on the same night, which both of those acts have been here separately and been very good draws. Right. The idea this year was to try to put them on one ticket.
3: And, and I feel like
2: they go together. They they do. They have they have similar styles. They and they they both sound good. Night Ranger had I think the biggest Friday drew the biggest Friday night crowd we've ever had out there. Uh, Brett Michaels, I can't I don't know that he had the biggest Thursday night we ever had. You know because we had ZZ Top that one time which was pretty big. But I will say this, working out there volunteering and being around Brett Brett Michaels former lead singer of Poison, is the nicest guy to his fans I have ever seen. Backstage, meet and greet lines, everything. like He is really, really appreciative of the people that are still listening to his music, which we've also run into some people out there that are a bit diva-ish mm-hmm. and don't want to come out of their bus, and this guy like truly loves his fans. So he puts on a good show, and Night Ranger does too. So they're both on the same night. Um, Friday, we've got kind of a new country singer named Nico Moon, who's who had a pretty big hit with a song called "Good Time." It's got kind of an island vibe to him, kind of uh, summery. It definitely I, it's, it's, summer vibe. It's hard to explain a country singer as being summery, but he definitely has a a very upbeat, summery kind of vibe to him that we thought would work.
3: And like I said, he's a new newer guy. So uh, my son, who's sixteen and and not really a country music fan, not, not that he's not a fan, but he just doesn't necessarily listen to country music, uh, asked me the other day who we were having at the Bloomfest, Fest, and I said Nico Moon on Friday, and he like, oh. You knew him. Yeah, and, and that was it. Oh, it's, that's summer music. He's well, kind that of was of prostrate. See, that's Yeah, yeah he said that's summer. He, he very much does break music summer or, you know, kind of school way you know, whatever, summer music. I saw music. him open he said, oh, up. That's
2: summer music. He was, a, he was an opener for somebody I saw a year ago, and and he had, you know, some radio hits, but he still knew. But he re- the crowd loved him. Like the crowd was really into him. He really had the crowd in the palm of his hand. And that's when I told, you know, Kevin who works on I said, Hey, this is a guy to watch, because if he's in a price range that we can do, the crowd had a great time with this guy. And that tells you he enjoys what he does and he puts effort into his work. Uh. And and you know, he could have an he could have more radio hits or even if he doesn't People are going to have a good
3: time at that show. Um, This is the first one that my son has really been, like Night Ranger, Brett Michaels, while they're my age group, my son, you know, less so. But uh, he was really excited when I said Nico Moon. Like it was the first time he was, whoa. that's I I have a friend whose uh, son went on a a, uh, college. They
2: were looking at colleges, Mm -hmm. took in a baseball game, like this doubleheader thing during this kind of trip had a baseball game and Nico Moon was playing like a concert after the college baseball game and these kids that went with her to on this trip like loved this guy hadn't really heard him knew who he was hadn't really heard him but liked him so much then found out we had him at the Balloon Fest and bought a bunch of tickets because they liked him so much seeing him the first time and I think I think he's like that so you know I think it's a good I think it's a good artist and I think it's a really good Friday night fit for the kind of crowd mm-hmm. as more families start coming in out there. Um, and let's see, opening up that night um, is Shane Stevens, Shane Stevens Band, which is a local kid from here in Marysville, played football from Marysville High School, and he's he's got a good local-slash-regional following. And then uh, uh, two other support acts, Ashley Best and Paulina Jane, which are – you know, uh, not the most household names. Pauline and Jane was here last year. and
4: We liked her a lot. And did really yeah. well. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: she's she's a good fit. The name's not out there, but I she think... She was
4: really talented. And she had that vibe that she really was happy to be here, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, of all the acts that weren't headliners, she's the one I remember from last year. And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I really like her. I have to keep an eye out. I,
2: I like those people that go back. They go back later to their merchandise tent, and they're really nice to people. Mm-hmm. And they get people to want to come back. I can see them, and I think that's why we uh, we got her again this year. Saturday's a bit of a <laughs> Saturday's a bit of a jambalaya Pop- potpourri is what they call that uh, day of music out there. We start off, and I honestly I don't have the starting time. We start off with British Invasion, which is a Beatles cover band, and roll straight into Jacked Up, which is a local country band. And then into The Groove, which is a a regional local band. It's QFM 96's house band this year. So they're going to be playing rock. So we're going to go from the Beatles to country to rock. So it's a real kind of mishmash of styles. You know, come for one of them and I guess maybe hear a different kind of... Something for everyone Yeah, There might be a banjo player by the end of the night. I don't (laughs) even know who's going to get added from here on out. But it's definitely uh, a lot of... uh, different styles of music for Saturday but j- those are all these are all ticketed things and generally the Thursday buying a ticket for Thursday at the balloon fest is more expensive and then it kind of goes down and I think it's like ten dollars for weekend pass by the time you get to Saturday and um, I don't know the number of balloons we've got out there this year but I was looking and, and they've as we tend to have a lot of shape specialty shapes, uh, Darth Vader and Yoda balloons are out there again. There's one that's a heart, one that's an elephant. The the wicked theme balloon mm-hmm. from Broadway, although it's not shaped. It's just kind of got
4: Brandon. branding, Brandon.
2: It's like the REMAX balloon and things like that. But it's different. It hasn't been out there before. There's a Tasmanian devil, a fish, a bee, a Clown, which may creep some people out if it flies over.
4: The crown, the clown is a little scared, yeah. yeah
2: clown, you know, you don't want to see it flying over your house as the sun's starting to <laughs> right set, up. looking down, Could in um, it, play real eerie <laughs> music out of the basket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the fish
4: music. is really cute, though. The bee's <laughs> yeah. cute. Mm-hmm.
2: There used to be a guy that would fly in that or at other random times and play a violin out of. Wow. Out of the basket. Did I ever tell you? Yeah. He'd, he'd fly over Marysville, and he'd, he'd be low enough that you could hear it. You could yeah, see him yeah, playing That's wow. too. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. yeah, cool.
0: the person with the trumpet. So.
4: And I yeah. know Yoda and Darth Vader couldn't be here last year because of COVID travel restrictions. Because right. they're from Belgium.
2: right? Uh, Darth Vader has, they has that could, respiratory thing. Yeah. <laughs> COVID's a really, really serious problem if he catches ma- COVID. Always had a mask. Um, actually, I... They the balloons
4: st- were here. The, they s-
2: still may have some issues with the pilots. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that, mm-hmm. but you're right. They come in from Belgium, and I know getting into the country last year was the big hurdle. I think mm-hmm. I think you're right though. I think the balloons were here. I think they were, the were here, and were going to glow. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were going to yeah. fly, but they were going to. They had a right. crew that was going to just inflate them on the ground and glow. I think they've got local pilots that are going to try mm-hmm. to fly them this year, That's good. which I got to tell fun. you, if I had spent the money they spent getting the branding for Yoda the, 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 and Darth Vader, know. I don't know that's that good. I'd let somebody go up and that, you know, that's a, that's a big yeah. deal. So that, that'll be good if they can, they can get those up in the air again this year.
4: Because those seem to be like really famous. Well, it's weird to say they like are, a yeah. famous hot air balloon, well, but it's really cool. They really are.
2: There's, there's only... At one point, I think there were only two events in the United States that they flew, and there might be a couple more now, but they don't fly in very many mm-hmm. events. Um, but Kevin's got a really good relationship with the pilots and stuff. And, and Darth Vader's significantly bigger. Yeah, it's a, a big... It's yeah. a big... Bo- mm-hmm. it's a big it, bo- when I
4: saw the Yoda inflate, I was like, this is insane. His <laughs> ear is like the size of mm-hmm. the one next to me. Yeah. well And then one year <laughs> they
2: when they inflated, they did the glow, and they brought, before we did... They brought those things, like, right—it was low wind. They brought them right up to the railing, Mm. and, man, people were right under them. And then in recent years, they've started doing this thing called an Albuquerque glow, where I think only on Saturday they will open up the barriers and let people walk out right under the balloons on the runway as they're being inflated for the glow. And it's an interesting thing, Now, crowding all those people back— where they were supposed to be when that's done is, a, is, is a bit dicey. There, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know it's it's an interesting thing and people get great photos from it and sure. kids love it and things like that because those burners are really loud when you're right under and you don't realize mm-hmm. quite how uh, violent that the <laughs> that fire is yes. uh, coming out there. Um, also they're going to have the jump houses. The Kids City area jump houses are back this year. They didn't come out last year because they didn't know exactly where they were going to be with COVID at that time. And as you can imagine, a, a bounce house in slot, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you've got for kids like that's going to be a germ factory mm-hmm. and cleaning it. So we they wanted to wait a year. So they're going to bring that back this year. And they've also got other things out there like balloon rides and other aerial entertainment. I think they've got helicopter rides generally out there. Um, they've had bi-wing planes. You know, a lot of times some of these things add late, so it's a little rough to know exactly what they going to be. Food vendors and and things like that. It's, it's it's something where you can go for it. You can go out if you want to hear the music. You can go out if you want to see the balloons. You can go out if your kids want to jump around. You can go out and eat some different kind of foods. You can watch sky jumpers or bi-planes or, you know, there's a lot of things to look at and do, and it's not just kind of like your traditional music event, summer event, where you just go out and kind of watch, your attention's kind of directed at one thing, and that's kind of all it is, and, you know, it's a real it's a real national draw. I know a lot of years there's a map showing kind of where people have purchased tickets from, and, you know, it spreads around the United States, and you know, it's, it's one of the only, if not the only thing that sells out the ho- all the hotel rooms in the area, mm-hmm. which is a big boost for the Convention Visitors Bureau. And, you know, it's something that the community is able to hang its hat on as you see hot air balloons on things, whether it's, you know, the city police department building out there or I remember the old phone books the used cover, to always... The, the cover of the phone book. The cover of the phone book used to always have, you know, hot air balloons on it
3: and, and things like that. So I remember when Nationwide Children's first located their Close to Home Center... Uh, in Marysville uh, that was kind of they had a lot of art of they brought in art of hot air balloons sure. because that was kind of what that was mean. It's was it's, known for. it's an exceptionally unique thing I mean there's and as you said it's very photogenic I mean it really it, it, it lends itself in, and it, in a social media world that you know that's only amplified so absolutely absolutely but yeah
2: it's uh, like I said it's it's its own non-profit entity and proceeds from that, you know, always go to benefit local charities. It's for the last few years has been the Hope Center. Um, I don't know where we're I don't know where it's at this year, but that always gets announced eventually. so but uh, yeah, it's a it's a big event, always weather dependent. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, you know it's that weather can that weather can be a nightmare if you're volunteering out there and the balloons don't go up but
3: or or the artist doesn't go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I've, I've been there. I've been there during some, some rough away. weather yeah. events when like tents blew away and you know it was a rough. But last year's artists, last year's Thursday night was the most godly
2: yeah. weather I've ever seen in this town, mm-hmm. and it had to hit. Mm-hmm. It was just it
4: a black cloud wall. It
2: was an absolute mm-hmm. wall, and and the wind and the rain and the sideways rain. You just no, can't. And mean, it, yeah. oh my goodness. And we were. the Virov, we were trying. We ran into something we hadn't had out there, as we're running around trying to get people into things. We were like, we we gave people warning. We said, hey, you're gonna have to go back to your cars and wait this out. It's the only thing we can do. There were 200 people under like an awning up by the airport office, and I was like, what are you guys doing? Get to your cars. They were like, we Ubered here. We got dropped (laughs) off. None of us have cars. I was like, I never thought of that. Uh, let us find a hangar or something you guys can get into. and We eventually found a couple places, but boy, oh boy, that was quite an event line. That was quite a thing last year. And so this year it would be nice if they could get three good days of weather and at least not a wall cloud right. with a gale force wind ahead of it. And So uh, anything we've missed? I can't. I can't think of things. That's that's a lot of
3: things. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about this, but all of the locations will have you know Fourth of July parades and and fireworks. Yeah. But yeah, we've got you know all the
2: holidays. People kind of know those. Yeah, it's kind of like when you. It's kind of like when your church has a Christmas event. You kind of the people that want to go to it know. it is. So the Fourth of July things will be coming up, and all the other holidays and things like that. But uh, I think that's kind of the more like outdoor yeah summary type events that people kind of think about so
0: yeah as long as there's nothing in particular with any of those that have changed or anything worth mentioning I
2: can't I can't new think draws of any, or new, I can't think of any massive changes to the fireworks or anything or uh, anything else like that? although <laughs> uh,
0: is I, I think I, now that I'm thinking of this did plain city change like I don't know if you know like the boundary of how they're going to? Um, where they're going to let people sit or park. Do you know if that's...
4: For 4th of July Mm fireworks. I know that's been in consideration. People have talked about that recently. But as far as I know, they haven't determined yet. But I know they're working with the Plain City Police Department to decide where people are going to be directed to park their cars.
0: You don't want the ash on their cars anymore? No, I think it was more of a... I think it was more of a... on the part of the village because last year my family always goes to the to the Plain City fireworks and there there were some issues with like roping off space for safety but like people always park in the same area and people always kind of walk and sort of go mm-hmm. back and forth uh, in the same areas and they were having a lot of um, uh, I think police and fire yeah, uh, lack people of out accessibility. there kind of mm-hmm. trying to keep they want to make sure
4: there's like an evacuation route or yeah. that if there's a medical emergency or something that officers or firefighters can get through so i think they're trying to organize based on that
0: all right well it sounds like it's going to be a pretty busy summer so that's going to be the episode for this week thank you guys for all the good information thanks to everyone out there for listening as we mentioned kind of throughout the show at different points uh we're going to have some links to some of these events to area websites uh, in the description box there for the episode, the, the description of the podcast episode below that, we'll have some uh, links to area websites, to events, calendars, and things like that. So if you want to buy tickets or you want to get more information about the things that we talked about, uh, be sure and check that out. So also subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, many other places where
4: podcasts are available. So subscribe to the show. Uh, be sure to tune in next week, and we'll see you on Thursday.